Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users enter code BMF during sign-up. Play in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Enright to help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy presented by DraftKings. Yo, what's up and welcome inside the Bull Market Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey, Frankie, and Bill coming to you as we get prepared to wrap up week number 12, odd as that may be, and get week 13 started. Going to take the show in a little bit different direction today. A lot of the fantasy stuff is all wrapped up, so going to get a chance to talk some football, some most added players. Bill, my man, what is going on? You know, it's, it's a really weird week, right? Because the Ravens, they go from like, and the Steelers too, they go from a primetime game on Thursday to playing on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, this is the only undefeated team in the league, and they're playing on a Wednesday afternoon. It's just very strange. And you know what, Frankie? It's interesting. Only undefeated team in the league, Baltimore Ravens. This was the game that was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving. Now it's played on 3.30, 3.45 Eastern time in the afternoon on a random Wednesday. Welcome to the NFL in 2020. Yeah, it's just uh, hits just keep on coming, guys. Great to be with you two both uh, today. But, man, this is what to talk about. This is really 2020 in a, in a nutshell, guys. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. But then once again, we see not only that, the world is on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they just continue to lay the double-digit spread. This line just continues to climb. The books are going to need the Ravens. They're going to need the Ravens badly. But, I mean, has, get ready because, you know, like you know, I've seen a couple over in our uh, SI gambling, SI pro uh, community chat, guys. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't like a, a backdoor cover somehow and the Ravens win. And get ready because somebody posted a real good thing out there. Wouldn't it be 2020 of it to see Des Bryant score a touchdown in today's game from RG3. Oh, that'd be pretty nice right there. Des the RG3 in 2020. That'd be crazy. I can remember a Thanksgiving game where Des Bryant and Robert Griffin III going against each other um, really showed out back in the day a couple years ago. But now we are past that. Matter of fact, that was 2012 in the rookie season for Robert Griffin. But now we're past that. It's time to start moving on. And I want to hop into some of this week's most added players according to different fantasy sources and leagues and league management sites. And I want to talk about if these guys can be played in the also crucial week 13. Because like I always say bill 14 15 and 16 are guaranteed but you got to get there this is the last this is are not guaranteed excuse me this is the last guaranteed week brian hill is one of this week's top pickup top pickups the atlanta falcons played in new orleans saints how you feel about these people picking up brian hill this week and should they feel comfortable starting him what a waste i mean the saints have a great run defense 
Todd Gurley returned to practice and people are going to use Brian Hill. That That's who they use their pickup on. And that, that's who they think they're going to start this week as a running back two or a flex. We saw Edo Smith uh, get into the end zone last week. You're, you are wasting your time picking up Brian Hill. For the most part, Frankie, I've all, I've every every year, every, all season long, well, all draft season long, people said if Ty Gurley gives you 12 games, he's going to be an RB1. Listen, that could be the case. The Atlanta Falcons run game, though. Listen, if Gurley's not there, you really can't trust neither Hill or Smith. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with, with both of you guys. I think Bill is spot on. Uh, you know, I am not buying any shares of Brian Hill. I would not use my my pickup on him as well. I've just really not sold. I mean, you don't know. Is, is it going to be uh, Brian Hill? Is it going to get Edo Smith? And also going against that Saints defense right now, it's not something I'm really looking to get in front of. I know Matt Ryan had a solid game last week against the no-show uh, Derek Carr-led Las Vegas Raiders, you know, in an absolute debacle over there, but I just don't think I see that happening once again. I think Taysom Hill is going to be able to control the game. He's going to be able to move the ball probably with his legs more more likely than using his arm, and I just think that this is going to be a lower-scoring game than most experts are expecting out there, and I don't trust you know Brian Hill right now at all, and I also don't trust their running game because if there's no uh, Julio Jones once again for a second consecutive week, and it's only Calvin Ridley. I think Lattimore, shut, you know, is going to have the opportunity to possibly shut down Ridley, and that's going to make them stack the box, and that's going to keep the carries and the overall production down for Brian Hill. So I'm in agreement here with both you guys. I think Brian Hill is a pass for me. Jordan Wilkins is one of the next highest added players bill running back for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts travel to Houston to take on their division rivals this week. Yeah, so they'll. The, the, the great thing about the Colts is they played the Texans twice. You throw in a matchup with the Raiders in there, and that's the, that's in the next three weeks. So even with Jonathan Taylor coming back, those are matchups that the Colts should be able to either win or have a positive game script for their rushing attack. I, I don't mind adding uh, I don't mind adding Jordan Wilkins. You have to temper your expectations, though, because that is a three-man committee. Frankie, as we get ready to go into the playoffs, let's just say you – don't have Hines or Taylor. Is it worth putting Wilkins on your playoff roster? Oof, I, it's it's a real tough sell. I mean, obviously, you know, Wilkins, you know, outtouched Naheem Hines, you know, by you know double digits last time. I mean, literally doubled his load of eighteen and nine in the absence of Taylor. But I just don't know. I mean, I agree with Bill. I mean, and I also believe that this Colts team. From the offensive perspective, is a sell for me. I'm not buying in on on trusting a lot of these Colts players. The only Colts player, actually, there's two of them that I would actually look to keep in my lineup going forward. Obviously, if Jonathan Taylor is back, he's a must start in, in any situation. But for me, I love Trey Burton at that tight end position, and I also am high on Michael Pittman at the running back position right now. I just don't know if I, you know, is it going to be Wilkins? Is it going to be Naheem Hines? Who's going to find the end zone? I guess I would lean towards Hines if I had to. Because of the fact that he's more of the PPR back and he's going to catch more of the passes out of the backfield, but we know that you know overall it's it's a, it's a real tough sell. I just don't know. I feel like Wilkins is really too tough town dependent, guys. I I think that you know being a touchdown dependent guy in in a in the playoffs is not something that I want starting either as an RB three or even looking at a flex position. It's just something I'm just not feeling comfortable with guys, you know, especially when all the marbles are on the line in the playoffs. So for me, that's a complete fade in the entire uh, Indianapolis backfield outside of Jonathan Taylor returning. 
Yeah, weeks 14, 15, and 16, I think it's uh, be a pretty tough sell if you got to throw Wilkins out there in one of your starting lineups. So I think the team should be built a little bit better than that. But then again, you never know somebody's situation. But people have different situations across the board at all positions, Bill. Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of this week's top pickups. Is Fitzmagic a guy that you can start in 14, 15, and 16? He's a guy that you can start in week 13, right? We know that much. But Tua is practicing uh, this week on a limited basis. I I don't know if you can rely on Ryan Fitzpatrick for your fantasy playoffs because we don't know if Tua is going to come back. But if you look around the league, maybe you have a guy like Tom Brady on a bye this week, Teddy Bridgewater on a bye. I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick for week 13 would be a good spot start. Fitzmagic, Frankie, what do you think about Fitzmagic moving forward for the rest of the season? Because, you know, it is, like I said, a good matchup this week. We could see Tua return. People are adding him and picking him up. I'm just like, hmm, if you're adding him and picking him up this late in the season, yeah, it could be a one-week thing. But that's a lot of ads as we get ready to go into the playoffs. And I don't really think you can have a Dolphins quarterback, you know, if you're trying to win the championship. Yeah, I agree with you. But we, we, we know, though, guys, that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he gets in there, he's a gunslinger. And I think that no, some of those numbers possibly could be skewed right now, guys, because I think a lot of those teams that, that are possibly picking up Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe they're struggling from a quarterback perspective. What happens? Think about this. This is a strong possibility. What happens to the team that drafted Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow? And now they're like scrambling or or even a team that was only carrying one quarterback when you have a star like Lamar Jackson. You know, you're you're possibly worried about the COVID situation and him not being ready to play next week. You know, then you got Drew Locke that a lot of people were high on that were, you know, trying to use in that lineup. Uh, You know, they they were high on that that Denver offense. And then obviously with Cortland Sutton being out. So a lot of teams out there, guys, they've been scrambling for quarterback position. So those numbers could be skewed because, as I said, I mean, that could be the teams that have Dak. That could be the teams that lost Joe Burrow. That could be teams that, you know, maybe had, you know, some backup, uh, you know, looking for, you know, worried about now that they lost, you know, Lamar Jackson. So going forward, teams could be using them. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys, in the playoffs, you know, coming up, you know, next week, the following week, you know, he plays the Houston Texans twice in the next three weeks and he gets the Las Vegas Raiders right now that, you know, Matt Ryan was absolutely, you know, able to shred right now. So that team looks like it's in a little bit of disarray. So I want to see, I mean, I'll be interested to see how the Raiders play against the Jets this week from an overall defensive standpoint, because if Sam Donald is able to put up, you know, decent numbers then, and Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like he's going to continue being the quarterback going forward, then he could actually be a reliable, you know, option or a, a flying option for a team that may maybe goes into the playoffs next week, maybe missing Lamar Jackson or missing Joe Burrow and scrambling off the waiver wire. I think he could do a lot worse. The Miami Dolphins are competitive. They're fighting for a playoff position. And we know that Ryan Fitzpatrick has a history of really putting up solid numbers down the stretch. You know he's going to want to put the ball up in the air. He's going to put up a lot better numbers than Tua will. Interesting stuff right there. So let me ask you this, Bill. Um, When you look back at the other side and you come along and you uh, move forward, excuse me, at the guys that Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the football to. He's never thrown a pass to Nelson Aguilar along his way of many, many stops in the NFL. Hmm. But Aguilar was a guy that, for the most part, was shunned. But what I'm thinking right now, Bill, is, boy, he should really be owned on more teams because he's playing very well. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar had five touchdowns uh, this year so far. A couple, uh, three of his last four performances, he has over 50 yards. Uh, he's getting the targets, right? He has 15 targets in his last two games, caught 11 passes. If he gets into the end zone, you're happy you started him. If he doesn't get into the end zone, he, he's he's a little bit of, of a frustrating player to have in your starting lineup. But he is a good bench spot for depth purposes. 
during the fantasy playoffs at the wide receiver position, but he has to. And score. that's what he, he really has to. No, score. That, that's what I was going to say to you, Frankie. How comfortable are you putting him in your starting lineup, say in week 14 or 15? Well, this is a correlation play for me, guys. Over at SI Fantasy this week, I gave my top droppable player was at the quarterback position was Derek Carr. I just don't like the matchups for the Raiders offense going forward. I didn't like what I saw from Derek Carr, you know, in last week with four, with being responsible for four of the five turnovers in that game against the Atlanta Falcons. And then if we look at the matchups, I don't want anything to do with any of the Raider players, you know, outside of maybe Josh. Jacobs and Darren Waller, you know, in, in, against these defenses. Guys, week 14 against the Colts, week 15 against the Chargers, week 16 against the Miami Dolphins. Those are three solid defenses. And the way that Brian, that Derek Carr is playing right now, I can't trust, you know, any of their receivers. If I had to choose one, if I was forced to at a flex position, it would be Nelson Aguilar because of the fact that, as you guys were alluding to, he has double digit PPR performance in four of his last five games. The guy is getting a strong target share. He's got 15 targets in his last two games out of the entire passing uh, core over there. You know, right now, listen, he's more of a a trust than obviously Henry Ruggs III that I was expecting so much, you know, bigger things from in his rookie year. But he obviously is not putting up the numbers that a lot of people believed, including myself, because I bought several shares of Henry Ruggs III and he ain't seen, you know, even sniffing my lineup come playoff time. So, So for me... This play here, as much as Aguilar is doing, is you know actually performing at a real solid rate right now. I have to fade him because I'm fading, you know, Derek Carr because of those you know three playoff matchups that are coming up. Interesting stuff right there, Bill. When it comes to the holidays, as Fabiano likes to say, the holidays off of Kyle Rudolph, the red zone reindeer. Yeah. Now, fantasy playoffs and tight ends. The tight end position can make or break a team on a title run. Is Kyle Rudolph worthy of starting down the stretch? I don't think so. I think that offense, in in terms of the passing game, really runs through Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. They run the ball so much with Dalvin Cook that it it really is just those two wide receivers when it comes to who Kirk Cousins has the ability to get to the ball to frequently enough to make him fantasy relevant. Now, I know Rudolph had 68 yards uh, against the Panthers, I think, a couple of weeks ago against Chicago, he also had another 60-yard game. But I can't bank on him only because when I think of the Vikings, I think of them running the ball a lot with Dalvin Cook. And then when they do pass, it's to either Thielen or Jefferson. A touchdown is all a tight end needs to, seems to need to have to finish the week as a top 12 player in their position, Frankie. With that being said, is Tyler – I mean, excuse me, Tyler. Is Kyle Rudolph worth it? Listen – Fabs could actually be the tight end whisperer, but for me here, I'd be saying on Blitzen, on on Cupid, <laughs> on anyone else. I'm not getting on Rudolph. Sorry, even with his red nose, I don't think he finds the end zone. I think he needs a roadmap to find the end zone this year. And I'm if listen, if you guys are going forward with Kyle Rudolph as your starting tight end in the fantasy playoffs, when it's do or die, especially in your home leagues, as opposed to having three weeks of cumulative stats, then. I'd say, guys, find a better option because there's no way I trust Kirk Cousins and there's no way I trust, you know, you know, Kyle Rudolph because I think, you know, you know, as much as it pains me to say, you know, Bill Enright was just spot on with his analysis right there. This this offense goes through Dalvin Cook, it goes through Adam Thielen, and it goes through Justin Jefferson. The only way that I would be even willing to sniff Kyle Rudolph in my starting lineup in in fantasy football and playoff lineups coming up in the next three weeks is if you told me that Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson were out of the lineup. That's the only way that I would include him. But as of now, he's waiver wire fodder to me, guys. 
so Bill, I like what Frankie did there. He said even with his red nose, mm-hmm. he couldn't find his way into the end zone, and he also took a shot at you. Yeah, I heard the shot, and I, I held back my laughter for his corny comments. Uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact demographic of the SI Fantasy Podcast listening audience, but I'm pretty sure everyone just rolled their eyes just like I did when they heard clown nose Frankie talk about Kyle Rudolph's red nose. <laughs> all right frankie i'm gonna give you a chance to get back right now because we're going to talk a little bit of nfc title odds which teams represent the national football conference in the super bowl odds are brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook i was uh the good people at DraftKings sportsbook now here's the deal right so right frankie mm-hmm. we have the new orleans saints at plus 220 i think this is going to be so interesting we have the Seattle Seahawks at plus 350. We got the Packers at plus 400. The Rams at plus 700. And the Buccaneers at plus 700. Now, this is what I find interesting. Frankie, who do you think if Bill had $50, I'm sure he does, but if Bill was going to put $50 on one of these teams, which team would you guess it would be? Oh, it's, it, for me, it's clear. Bill, Bill with his square head, it's gonna be a square. <laughs> it's gonna it's it's gonna be the it's gonna be the squarest play of all. It's gonna be the New Orleans Saints. He's gonna go with the chalk. He's gonna go with the favorite, and he's gonna say, "I don't trust the Seattle defense. I don't trust the the Rams offense. I don't trust an aging Tom Brady." If I had to pick what Bill's gonna say, it's gonna be chalk. Prove me wrong, Bill. Show me that when you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Well, I, I do I do trust Tom Brady. So I, I would take that $50 and I would split it in half. I would go $25 uh, on the Bucks and $25 on the on the truck and the Saints. Damn right. I don't have $50 to spend, though, because my wife needs a, a new pair of Uggs for the fourth year in a row. All right, so you were breaking up a little bit there, Bill. Can you run through that again? Yeah, so I, w- I was just saying that I would I would take the $50 and split it in half. I would go 50, uh, 25 on the Bucks and 25 on the Saints. I don't care if it's a chalky play. The Saints at plus 220, I want some of that action. Get Bill near, so Bill, get I- Bill near the chalkboard. I knew it. Get him. <laughs> hand, hand, hand him the colored chalk as if he was like a kid in the street, circling circles. You know, I knew it. I could I'd say, listen, I knew it. I got uh, Listen, the juice in Vegas was minus 1,500 that Bill was taking at least some portion of that wager <laughs> on, the, on the chalk. Why, why not I- take the chalky play here? Why not? Because it's just that there's no value, guy. It's 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 about listen. They're when you're betting, two, they're plus two twenty. What do you mean there's no value? It's not negative it's no odds. Value. It's 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 it has nothing to do about negative odds right now with Taysom Hill maybe possibly having to be forced to go on the road if there is no t- to Drew Brees. There's put it this way, Bill. You're probably looking at minus if you parlayed the Saints over. Their three games because most likely they were, I would think believe that they would have to play three games to get to the Super Bowl minimum. If that happens and you parlayed your money three times, you're going to get more than plus 220. So right there, there's bad value. You, If you parlayed the Saints money to the Saints money to the Saints money, just doing money line in all three of their playoff matchups, I guarantee it's going to come out to be more than plus 220. Who, That's why I say it's bad value. Who's getting the top seed in the NFC? In, right now, it looks like it's going to be the Saints. Yeah, so they're but all what, so they're what, 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 what game. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's. You guys definitely believe it's definitely going to be the Saints. I don't know. I mean, you I know, think they're set up. They're, I think they're set up pretty good right now. Yeah, but there could be a hiccup there. I don't know if I trust you. So you guys are believing that Taysom Hill is going to run the table. 
So here's the thing. I think Taysom Hill can run the table. I think the reason why Taysom Hill is playing is because Sean Payton wants to prove to everybody how much of a genius that he is. But Frankie, where I do side with you is the Saints have not played well in the playoffs in past years. They seem to be the strongest team in the NFC, and they always find a way to get bumped. That's why I say that I would not go the route of the Saints. But, Bill, I want to pose the same question to you. You got Frankie's big bankroll. Who are you? Who do you think that Frankie's going to lay it on? Frankie will probably take the Cardinals at plus 1,800 or maybe the Rams at plus 700. Ah, Frankie loves loves throwing his money away. Go ahead, Frank. Help everybody throw your money away on Kyler Murray at plus eighteen hundred. What you 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 are right in terms of the fact of the teams that I would be going to, but you just missed both of them. I would actually be looking to divide that fifty dollars the same way Bill would. Give me twenty five on Aaron Rodgers and that and that running game that I believe can do wonders because as we know running games and defense you know often it travels well especially in cold weather and then i'll put that other 25 dollars. i know you guys are going to be shocked but yeah i'll take a shot give it to me on the san francisco 49 is a 30 to 1 or higher oh my god what a what a waste of a bet 25 bucks on nick mullins are you kidding me listen you're worried about about Taysom hill and you're going to tell him tell the people out there our loyal listening audience to put 25 dollars on nick mullins do you not see what that team is capable of? There has not been a team that has been more snake bit by injuries and beset by just bad luck this year than the San Francisco 49ers. But then what do they do? They just go into the, you know, the Rams house, if you really want to even call that without fans in 2020 due to COVID. But they go into the Rams house when the world doesn't believe that the that they stand any kind of chance. The spread in Vegas opens at seven and a half. It closes at five. And Nick Mullins finds a way to get that ju- the job done. That 49er team, if it found a way into the playoffs, it could get offer you some solid value. I'm telling you right now, listen, I don't know if they would make some noise to get there, but I'll tell you right now, at 35 to 1, 40 to 1, I'm seeing out here in Vegas, I see over at DraftKings Sportsbook, they have a 33 to 1, but out here where I am in Vegas, because I can't dra- bet at DraftKings because they, they need to get their butts out here to Vegas because there's no presence over here. But I can't bet at DraftKings either, Frankie. Well, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's <laughs> about DraftKings and more about the knuckleheads in your state's uh, government. Yeah, well, exactly. But I'll tell you right now, I see a 65 to 1 out here in Vegas. I'll take a 65 to 1 on the 49ers because you want to know something? They will offer me hedge equity going forward because if that team was somehow able to get in there. I love their running game when Raheem Ostart is back. I think he's a completely different game changer for that offense. They also got Jeffrey Wilson back. They That's like a two-headed monster that most people really don't talk about. They got Brandon Ayuk, who's you know, really you know emerging and playing much better. Got Debo Samuel back. What happens, guys, if George Kittle's actually able to make a return? This team has potential. And at that value of 65 to 1, I know those numbers are actually cut in half over at, over at DraftKings, but I'll take my chances at 25 to $25 on 65 to 1. Hell yeah, because if that team is able to get healthy in time and I get George Kittle, I, I listen, there'll be opportunities for me to hedge out my money. All right, so here we go right now. Let's get ready to hop into Fade Fabs for week number 13. Of course, Michael Fabiano sits start on SI.com each and every week. So we've already discussed Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's one of his guys, Bill, but he has Cam Newton at the Chargers. DraftKings price, $5,800. You fading Michael Fabiano? Yeah, I'm not taking Cam Newton this week at 5800 I'd rather take someone a little bit lower at the quarterback position. I think we're going to talk about them a little bit later. Cam Newton... 
if he was running the ball more and actually having some success running the football, then that would that's when we'd see some of his fantasy stats uh, cont- go up a little bit. But since he hasn't had a lot of success running the football, I really don't want to use him for, for cash games or GPPs. Uh, interesting stuff. What do you think about Cam this weekend, Frankie? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, listen, once again, over at SI Fantasy, I, I announced Cam Newton as a recommended drop uh, several weeks ago. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people gave me grief for it. But once again, you know, the, 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 the New England Patriots found a way to win last week, you know, upsetting the Arizona Cardinals at home when the world was on the Arizona Cardinals. But once again, even though that they were able to win that game, it was more because of the coaching ability of Bill Belichick than it was due to the production and the fantasy production of Cam Newton, who once again through for less than 100 yards and Bill, as Bill just alluded to is not really you know running the ball effectively he's not finding the end zone like he was I you heard it here guys there's going to be two quarterbacks that are going to absolutely burn people in the fantasy playoffs if you're starting them Cam Newton and Kyler Murray. Something is wrong with Kyler Murray. I saw it last week. I saw it the week before. He's not running healthy. I think there's something either wrong with his hamstring, seriously. There's something wrong with his knee. There's something wrong with his ankle. But he is just not running the way that he needs to be running to be an effective quarterback. Those two quarterbacks, if you're starting them, I guarantee you there'll be people on the fantasy hotlines and in our SI Fantasy group chat that will be crying over spilt milk because they'll be complaining how Cam Newton and Kyler Murray knocked them out of their own league playoffs. Mitchell Trubisky, MVP Mitch. Hmm. <laughs> MVP Mitch, last year, 2019's MVP leader in money place going into the season. Mitchell Trubisky, money poorly spent. MVP Mitch this week, Bill versus the Lions. Michael Fabiano has him down as a play at $5,400. Are you fading, Fabs? No, I'm, I'm with Fabs on here. I think Trubisky against a really bad Lions defense. I'm stacking him with Allen Robinson. 5400 bucks for a starting quarterback. That is robbery. We played a little game of pay up or pay down. Uh, ben Heisler is the one that said, I'd rather pay down for Trubisky, and I'm with Ben on this. Give me Trubisky at 5400 bucks. That really opens up the door for a lot of studs in your DraftKings lineups for Week 13. Yeah, uh, it opens the door for a lot of studs, Frankie, but you will not have a studded quarterback. Yeah, I mean, listen, guys, I mean, I I have to be a contrarian here against Bill and against uh, Mr. Heisler there, because if I had to, I there's only one way that I actually see, you know, I think we're a little bit wrong in pronouncing Mitch's uh, name, because if it's, you know, MVP Mitch, I think we need to just, you know, more or less for fantasy owners, you know, that are actually going to be starting him, especially with the playoff lives on the line. If this is, you know, looking at it from an overall point of view, I think we need to substitute that M for a B, as in boy. So I, I would actually look at that. That's what you'll be looking at if you start Mitchell Trubisky in any of your lineups. I know that the, the Lions are not really putting up much of a fight from the defensive side of the ball, but I think there's a big difference between the way that Deshaun Watson carved them up on Thanksgiving like a turkey than there is with Mitchell Trubisky. Because right now, Deshaun Watson Sounds is playing broken. at yeah, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> I think that Mitchell Trubisky is a big difference between Deshaun Watson and I just don't trust, uh, you know, less than MVP Mitch on the road or even at, right, so or you- on the or at home, wherever he is. I don't even trust him in, in Bill's backyard. You're telling me right, you go, you're right. telling me that that right. broken glass, whatever that was, that's not a perfect like timing, perfect timing for Frankie's terrible take about my man Trubisky going up against the Lions this week. He's going to light him up. You'll see. 
<laughs> oh, interesting. We got to circle back to this one uh, next week when we come back together for Bull Market Fantasy as we put the bunting on the wall and get ready for the fantasy football playoffs. Once again, I want to thank everybody for rocking with us on Bull Market Fantasy. Holidays is coming up soon. SI Fantasy Plus and SI Fantasy Pro It's how you add a little bit of dollars to your wallet to make that holiday shopping a little bit easier. For my guys, Frankie and Bill, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and we are out.